Hey, with Claudia Dato, uh, The White Fence is the short is the feature film. It is uh, a screenplay, winning screenplay at the LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. Really interesting plot, really interesting story. 1953, uh, a woman's uh, husband is is in Korea, fighting in Korea. He's MIA. A woman shows up to uh, help her with her fence, and they I guess they fall in love. And I guess the fence is a metaphor for which side she's going to land on. I guess when if if and when her cousin comes home. I guess right. Right. Yeah. Is that a good so summary of your of your script? I think so. Yeah. It's since it since it won um, the screenplay a few months ago. Um, I've done a kind of a major rewrite, but oh wow, okay. The, the core the core story is the same. I've just kind of added some additional elements um, to make it a little more dramatic and just even a little more complex. So if I'm pitching your script in a studio meeting, can I, would it be fair for me to call it coming home LGBTQ plus with coming home? You, you remember the movie in the seventies? <laughs> you know, just vaguely, I, you know, I'm a late sixties baby. I, I'll have to go back and watch that one. <laughs> it's like Jane Fonda, John Voight, right? Like, so, right. yeah. So she falls in love with John Voight while her husband, Bruce Stern is, is fighting in Vietnam. Okay. And she thinks he's missing, but then of course he comes home, and mm -hmm. then like there's the love, there's a there's a, a, a dysfunctional love triangle that occurs, and of course he's got PTSD from Vietnam, but then she's trying to figure out her feelings, I guess, right? Yeah. So I guess there are some similarities there. I'll well, won an Oscar, right? It's a, it's an Oscar winning. <laughs> we'll see if uh, an LGBTQ spin on it uh, does as well. Take a look at the film. It's uh, it's 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 definitely worth viewing. It's got some good elements in it. So, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. So, tell me about the seed of Europe. When did you kind of come up with this idea yourself? You know, I, I'm not sure where it exactly it started from. I, it's just an idea I've kind of had in my head for a number of years. Uh, it was just earlier this year that I started doing screenwriting for the first time. This is actually my second screenplay, um, but yeah, it was just, you know, I'm a bisexual person and I wanted to explore some of the complexities around love in general, but, you know, not um, really being able to control who we fall in love with or who we love and, and the ability to love, you know, people of different types and genders and um so that I kind of pulled that together in this in this screenplay and I liked the idea of the early 1950s uh just to to add to the complexity of the story um and what was happening uh, in society and and the the struggles and challenges that present presented yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, I think, you know, relevance to today and things that are happening today and issues going on. And so yeah, I, th 100%. I think there's a lot people can relate to. hundred percent. Well, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, the key to, uh, to a period piece. It's like, there's gotta be a thematic, uh, element to what's happening today. So your film definitely, your script definitely does that. Great. So when did, how did you get, like, why did you get started writing screenplays? Like you said, you're, you're working on your third right now. What was your motivation to, to just put pen huh. to paper or type or keyboard to, to uh screen? Yeah. What was your motivation? You for? know, 
literally for decades, I've wanted to write and I've always felt like I was a good writer, a really good writer. Um, professionally, I've, I've, you know, I've always worked for like local government and I've done a lot of, you know, complex report writing. Um, but I always wanted to write fiction. And previously I thought it would be, you know, take the form of a novel. But it was, I was actually watching the Academy Awards earlier this year. And I just realized, I came to realize that I always wanted to somehow be in the movies. Um, I toyed around here and there with the idea of acting and taking some private lessons. But I, I really decided that the best fit for, you know, where I was in life and my interests in terms of writing and goals um, matched the best with screenwriting. So I bought a bunch of books on screenwriting and read them. And I bought the first draft or final draft, excuse me, um, professional software. And just, you know, started with this other story that had been in my head for a long time. Uh, took me about three writes or th excuse me, three months to write the first draft. And while I was still kind of working on some rewrites, I started on this one. It also took me three to four months, but I've been continuing as, as I've read and you hear in the industry, writing is rewriting. So um, I, it's done, both of the screenplays have done really well in film festivals. Yeah. And I've won a number of best screenplays or best dramas uh, that's, the White Fence has also won Best Romance, and it's um, done well. It feel? feels great because I never knew, you know. I, I I thought, well, I don't know, you know, it sounds pretty good to me, and um, but are other people gonna connect to it or you know feel the same way? And I've <laughs> I've learned a lot just in the last you know eight to ten months, and um, some of my my early criticism was that the dialogue was on the nose, and I'm like, what's on the nose? You know, I'm looking that up. So I feel like my dialogue has improved quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's all, because nobody ever says what they mean, I guess, right? Like, it's uh, in a general sense, it's always subtext, I guess, right. the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So it dialogue is definitely can be tricky. And you certainly want to give all of your characters, you know, their own independent voice and and make make them distinguishable. And a lot of that happens through dialogue, um, as well as you know just the description of the character. But a lot of it happens through dialogue. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited for what the future has to bring. And you know, I know it's hopefully. brave. It's brave. You read, read you wrote your first screenplay. You got a first draft, and then. And then you're like, you don't want to stay in a vacuum. So you want to send it out, I guess. Right. So you found these contests and then. Right. Was that like, was that anxiety ridden for you to like send it out and get feedback from like festivals like ours and other festivals? Oh, uh, a little bit. And initially, you know, I got some fairly critical feedback, um, but I went through it carefully Um I learned some of the festivals are not necessarily paying as close attention to the script as others. And <laughs> I had a one occasion, I won't mention the festival, but, you know, when they gave me the feedback, they had the characters names wrong and some of the premise was wrong. And I'm like, I don't think these people really read it, read it very well. But 
actually the LGBTQ plus um, Los Angeles Film Festival, I received what I felt like was some of the best um, and most constructive critical feedback uh, from that review. And, and I've used it to, I hope what's improved this, the screenplay even further through some additional rewriting um, but I, I'm also a little paranoid about rewriting and then going, God, did I make it? Hopefully I made it better through the rewrite yeah. and not, I, I haven't taken it a step backwards. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the next art of, uh, right. Is basically knowing what feedback to take, I guess. Right. So if someone understands your yeah. story, they understand thematically what you're trying to say and that feedback relates to that thematic, then then you that you should take that feedback to heart. But if it doesn't, then they they they, they missed your story in a sense, right? So then don't right, take exactly. Yes. And, then, and, and then not all feedback is great from the same reviewer. You can get you can get piece, bits and pieces that is great, and then some of it you have to avoid, I guess, right? Yeah, and I've I've just learned that a lot of it it can be subjective. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I've in some cases I've sent the same not the same draft, but, you know, a, a subsequent redraft into the same festival. And and you can get very different comments and very different outcomes, depending on, you know, which of their, you know, judges or reviewers is looking at it and yeah. how they can like, connect to this, the story or not. Yeah, 100 percent. So then, yeah, so you, like this is this is kind of a great story. Like you, you're on your way. I did read in your your uh, blog interview that you uh, you were suffering from a little bit of long COVID. So then that must have been difficult to find the energy to to get in front of the computer. And I'm assuming you're writing in front of the computer and then and, yeah. uh, and, and, and write your screenplay. Was that difficult for you? Uh, it was difficult. Yeah, it's it's been difficult during some of the rewriting. I'm much, much improved. So I feel like I'm kind of coming out of it. Um, I still get a little bit of uh, fatigue here and there, but for the most part, I'm doing a lot better. And uh, I had long COVID, you know, back in 2021, 22, and I completely recovered from it and was fine for a year and then uh, got COVID again in June, uh, coming back from Germany and and then I had a very stressful event uh, soon thereafter with my stepfather dying. So I felt like that kind of triggered it um but things are calming down in in the rest of my life so i feel like i'm doing a lot better and i'm excited to um continue writing and i've been you know working on uh, doing a lot of research during this time where i've when i haven't had as much energy to to sit there and write i've been doing a lot of research and so and then, then it said what you're what else you we ask what else you're passionate about and what is uh you said my family, my cat, pro football, cars, watching movies, music, and what is it? Rummy cub at the at the beach. <laughs> yeah, rummy cube or rummy. Rummy cub. cube. What is that? It's a tile game um, with different colored uh, tiles and numbers, and you know you you can play with generally two to four people, and um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Check it out if you <laughs> if you haven't. Heard, so it's not like it's like it's like mahjong or not really you have um like there's like it's kind of like hearts is it okay um where you've got different uh, you need to do runs or like three of a kind four of a kind or you know eight nine ten in the same color or three or four of a kind in different colors 
So it's, it's like, yeah, numbers, you know, one through 13, basically. Um, but it's a lot of fun, you know, especially so, to play it at the beach. And so for pro football, what team do you root for? Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. You're the only one. I thought, <laughs> I think there's like five fans. You're the backstory is I've, been a Chargers fan since I was a little kid. I grew up in the San Diego area. Okay. So I grew up going to the San Diego, you know, watching the San Diego Chargers. And so people and they, followed them. Like I thought they left them behind when they moved to LA. No, I I was really bummed when they left San Diego for LA. But um, yeah, no, I just they're they're in my heart. So I've I've followed them. But I also really like the Chiefs and. You can't like both teams. They're in the same division. I thought that. I was- know it's always hard because uh, my sister-in-law loves the Chiefs, and she's kind of gotten us into the Chiefs. But it's an easier it's- team to root for. You're the you're the those Chargers. <laughs> they they find the most unique way to lose a game. Even like we're doing this podcast, they November thirteenth, two thousand thirteen, twenty three. Yeah. They lost another heartbreaker mm-hmm. yesterday. I was like actually watching it with my yeah. kid. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect them to win that one because Detroit's up, you know, was six and two record. Yeah. Um. But so I was at least pleased it wasn't a blowout and it was this really tight game. And yeah, they lost what forty-one to thirty-eight in the last few seconds. <laughs> but I feel like they tend to lose most of their games by like three points, and it's it's they've lost some. They lose. Some they, that's what I mean. They they, sure. they find a, that no no team in the last ten years has found a way to lose games more than the Chiefs. Doesn't matter who <laughs> their coach you. is, who their quarterback is, they just keep losing games. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still with them though. That's good. Well, like I said, there's like because it's like I'm, people don't know like the 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 Chargers are probably like they have the team they have a they share a stadium with another team the Rams. Yeah, but they're known to have like no fans in their in their own stadium. Like they always have the visiting <laughs> right. fans in their own stadium. Yeah, right? yeah. Even even with Detroit, it looked like uh, there was at least as many Detroit fans as there were Charger fans. Yeah. Which is on the other side of the of the of the United States. Like you couldn't be more farther of city than Detroit from from Los Angeles, right? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so you started writing the screenplay. So what's the so is the third? Are they all kind of similar thematically? Your scripts or are they you changing genre? Not really. I mean, I think I tend to fall into just a you know the drama genre, um, and I feel like. In all of my scripts, I, I want to have some little element uh, representing kind of the LGBTQ uh, population. So I tend to have at least, you know, I feel like I'm always going to throw in at least, you know, a character or two that, um, you know, come from um, that perspective. Or And I also want to, you know, be able to showcase like some strong women, female characters um yeah. but my next one is is totally different i've been doing a lot of research and um it's inspired actually by a true story uh about a um 100% native american man who's in prison um for uh, on a sentence of life without the possibility of parole uh on a third strike violation uh which california has a three strikes law this you know, he happens to be in the Washington state, but uh, just kind of a 
showcasing it's inspired by his whole life and you know how he started out as a child you know and a, a child of abuse you know severe abuse and neglect and foster care system and getting into gangs and um so yeah pretty different but uh i, I plan on kind of weaving in at least a at least one strong female character and um, maybe LGBTQ female character. So you're, so you're basically you're on your way. It's like almost like you're. Would it like ideally? Would you like to get, like see one of your scripts made into a film? Is that like the ideal? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That that's my my dream. My my goal would be to see at least one of them made into a movie someday. Um, ideally, you know, I hope that I can make them all good enough to to all have market potential. Um, I think they're they're all worthy of being made, and uh, so my my goal over the next you know few months, I think I want to finish a, the third a third one, and there's yeah. another one that I've been working on that's kind of loosely autobiographical as well. Um, so I want to get a third one finished under my belt, and then really um, make an effort to try to get some representation yeah, like you know, sure. manager. You got some, right. You got some contests under your belt. You got, yeah. So you're, yeah, it's, that's the best way. Yeah. I would give you, if I was your manager, I, the suggestion I would give you is that I would try to do uh try to write a, a TV pilot as well. So just because he, so you can kind of mix it up. Cause that's what people, the agents usually want to see a, a spec script a feature and then also a pilot as well. So. Mm-hmm. I do have an idea for a series. I won't. I uh, won't talk about. Yeah, of course. Idea no, just that. Now. That's something. I know it's not. Not. This doesn't <laughs> pop up in your brain. Go. Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, I can do that. It's just like I know it's. It's a difficult task, but yeah. Generally just to speaking, say that wondering... it's an, that it's a. It's kind of a turn of the century, early 1900s. Uh, it would be a, a period piece. That uh, seems to be selling 1900s these days with a female lead. So we'll see. Yeah, that's. But like I said, that seems to be selling these days. So. Yeah, it, you know, I'm I, I I thought of actually the the first screenplay I wrote, A Pill to Die For. Originally, I was going to write it as a as a pilot and write you know the first couple of or two three episodes beyond the pilot, and decided to change it into a movie. But I I could still see that one in a different way being a pilot. Uh, you know, there's a or there's a particular the one character is um the lead the lead character is a he becomes a doctor in this street medicine program so i could see that um turning into a a series in its own well, way i wish you the ultimate best of luck uh, this is a great spec script and it's a, it's really great that we're honored to show it and uh yeah you have a great origin story yourself so keep writing and uh Let's talk again when we showcase your next script at our festival. Right. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel.